the latest episode of the Brush Builders Union podcast. I'm your host and general president of the Brush Builders Union, Simon Berman. This month, my first guest of 2023 is Kit Petronatz of Game Envy Brushes. Uh, or I said Game Envy, they're makers of brushes and other fine painting tools. You've probably seen their stuff on Kickstarter for painting handles and all kinds of other stuff. Kit, thanks for joining me. I'm really happy to have you here. Absolutely. I'm very uh, honored to be uh, the first guest of the year. Yeah, I'm stoked for it. You've got some really cool stuff. Uh, my buddy Dave Taylor kind of pointed me away. Somebody might want to talk about some stuff. Um, I'm aware of it. I haven't used any of your, your things myself, but um, they've been on my radar for a little while now, and I've been kind of looking around, checking out your holder and maybe your uh, your some of your acrylic, or some of your synthetic brushes. So I'm stoked to talk about everything you guys are up to, and I think you maybe have some news for us too. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, Kit, let's, let's get started. You know, um, these days you make paint brushes and paint paint holders and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you get into miniatures uh, gaming and miniatures painting? Um, so my um, my background, sort of where I started in the in the whole hobby, was um, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, is a hot topic right now. Um, <laughs> um, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but long ago, uh, yeah, uh, I started painting. Um, I was invited to, I'd always been interested in it. I was invited to a group. Um, I was like, awesome. And the first thing he said, you know, we, he did great, great character building, all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I was given a miniature of my character to paint. Um, and sort of, we had a night for it. Um, and that was my first sort of dip into the water uh, of miniature painting. And, uh, it was hooked from there. Um, around yeah. what year was this? Um, it actually wasn't too long ago. It was 2013, I think. So, oh, cool. I mean, I guess that's now like nine years ago. Sure. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of, that was my journey. And I didn't, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of, um, just board games, uh, and things like that. Um, and while I, you know, work with the, you know, war gaming community and I, and I know all about that. I haven't taken uh, the step into that uh, other than um, some of the smaller things like um, uh, Blitz Bowl and things like that. So, Right on. Well, that's cool. So you, you kind of, you started in more or less the modern era of miniatures painting, which is exciting. So, you know, for those of us who started back in the 90s, you know, it was a lot harder to get into now, but I imagine you had a lot of great resources online to look at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, even just... Um, reapers learn to paint kits that was sort of one of one of the very first things that i that i got after i started um and uh yeah there's been yeah i can't again so i'm a professionally before i switched into the hobby uh as a job um uh, i was a graphic designer and, and i one of the things that i would always talk about with uh people who had been around and doing this before me was like, I don't even know how you did this before this. <laughs> With <laughs> like, great difficulty is the answer. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how anything happened. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely the dark ages, but uh, that's cool. So you, you kind of painted your first D and D character and that was, that, that began kind of uh, your love affair with the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just sort of, you know, from that it became, um, uh, just, uh, wait for my, you know, for myself to relax and something I was enjoying doing sort of those, that Zen kind of moment for me. So, um, one of the things that I've always done is just, if I see them, eh, I have a lot of opinion minis still, uh, but if I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I, I, I love what you're doing because, uh, and I was, I was thinking I need to do this this year because I need to paint more. Right know, <laughs> I focus so much on, um, the, the business side of it that it, it's interesting that 
the painting side of it has sort of slipped further yeah. away outside of testing and things like that. It's a very common story. I mean, you talk to, you know, Greg and Meredith at um, Turbo Dork, for yeah. example, and, you know, they're, they're always complaining that they don't get to paint anymore because all they're doing is painting stuff <laughs> for work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually, I talked with them today. Uh, was, that was a good conversation. Um, but yeah, so I, I just started, uh, um, if I see a miniature that inspires me to paint, um, I get it. So I have, you know, I'll, I'll buy the, you know, just the stretch goal bundle from some random Kickstarter. Cause I like sure. the miniature style. And, and so most of my collection is, is board gaming or like this, uh, you know, this squad of this army, because yeah. I, I like those models and, um, it, I, I like building them, like painting them, <laughs> just don't have enough time to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, from that, that first D and D miniature, what, what, what kind of, where did your painting take you from there? You know, and, what did what did you learn like what what was troublesome for you what did you like about it yeah i mean so actually one of the things that i had uh, a problem with when i when i was starting was just the holding the miniature and that's sort of where the hobby holder was born um you know so i had been painting miniatures for about two or three years at that point and um i had just been using um bottle caps uh, so I, i put my minis on bottle caps and um you know after a certain point, I was like, oh, let's, you know, I, I'm a, I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a tool for that kind of person. And, um, so I ended up making, I, I took, um, a soda bottle cap and, or a soda bottle, cut the top off and molded it in resin uh, or in silicone with a champagne cork. And I made this sort of like Frankenstein <laughs> miniature holder. This is, yeah. you know, this is pre GW holder, pre all that. And, um, and I, I really enjoyed it and I was using that and then just like going sort of expanding from there to um, uh, uh, more ways to hold it with the stability bar and stuff like that. And um, it just became this great way where I could, you know, half half paint lots of minis without having to touch them and stuff like that. So I yeah. could do, do single color swatch, switch them in and out. Um, and that's that was sort of like the birth of the hobby holder, and I'll, and and you know what ended up turning into game envy and and all the other stuff that we make now. That's very cool. So tell me, tell me about the hobby holder. So I mean, you, you kind of talk about how it started, but you know, how did you get the idea to turn it into a product? And you know, what what what, is, what was the refinement process like? So it was at that point, you know, I knew nothing about manufacturing or anything like that. Three D printing was still. Um, not not accessible it wasn't inaccessible but it was it was oh yeah it was much harder to get into better. yeah yeah and i just happened to um uh my brother actually um got a grant and was and had gotten a printer for his company and um i was sort of looking at it and i was like man i could i could sort of create something with this now that i'm i'm thinking about it and um i ended up going to um Fiverr, uh, and getting, getting someone to do like a rough model off of one of my sketches. And, um, that process, I was like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get it to where I wanted it to be because, um, just like my process is iteration after iteration after iteration. I'm, I'm a designer and, you know, by training. So just getting that, like the tweaks and I'm, I'm adjusting letter spacing and that's how Mm -hmm. I, that's how I go into products and I, you know, I'm adjusting everything. And, and so I ended up teaching myself, um, how to use fusion 360. Um, 
and which is a, a modeling program uh, and ended up sort of creating it in there and approaching, you know, just Googling, you know, injection mold companies. And because yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea what I, what I was doing. And we ended up um, working with Proto Labs and this whole time um, I'm talking to my friends and my family and, and everyone's just sort of like the smile and nod because they're like, you're doing what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a little piece of, a piece of plastic that you put a bottle cap on so you can switch your miniatures in and out. Yeah. And what are the, what are these miniatures? Sure. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, my goal is $18,000 on Kickstarter. And they're like, what's Kickstarter? Uh, and then <laughs> I tell them and they're like, I don't think you're going to make $18,000. <laughs> so how much did you make? Uh, our first Kickstarter, we ended up making um, 86000 oh, 89000 Is that all? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, first Kickstarter right out of the bat. Yeah. Uh, 89 and we did uh, almost 2,700 backers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, I didn't even have a Facebook page when I launched it. Um, so that's wow. just sort of showing what the, yeah. the need in the community was. For um, sure. And, and sort of it launched what would become Game Envy. and sort of all of my um, my mission, so to speak, for Game Envy is to create um, just accessible tools that let someone of any skill level enjoy painting and get their board their get their uh, miniatures and games to the table faster. Because um, it, it, you know it started out as me, you know, trying to get my <laughs> trying to have this relaxing moment and anything that made that easier and then trying to get you know a new game onto the table and having something painted um just to immerse you know have that immersive experience uh, yeah. and all everything we i do now is just to um aid in 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 those sort of aspects and making everything a little bit more fun for everyone very cool yeah so, uh i guess my question for you is you know there are a, a lot of um miniatures holders on the market mm -hmm. uh what makes the hobby holder so cool um, I mean, it's the only one out there that you can pick your own colors for. I mean, sure. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just from from it goes back to the um, what it was made for, and it was made for a everyday down in the dirt painter who you know myself who needed that support and and the process that went into that, and you know the hundred iterations that I made sort of fine tuning this thing. Um, it just, it's truly comfortable and, um, all the little features that, um, are in it that you don't really, um, it, it's one of those things when we're at conventions where people are like, Oh yeah, a miniature holder. Cool. I've seen those. And then you show them, you know, Oh, it does this and this and this. And they're like, Okay, and they stop at your table. Sure. Um, so, so what is this and this and this? What what are those? Um, things? I mean, so the you have the threaded base, which is sort of like the 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 heart, the core of the the hobby holder, and that's um, it's a, a thread on the top, and uh, with a hole in the middle of it, and a little bit of space below it, um, and you take your miniature mount on any bottle cap, and it screws right on. No proprietary attachment methods. Uh, no. So when you say a bottle cap, just interrupting inter like like off my off my 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 yeah my yeah. I can't use my words right now. I bottle a seven up or Mountain Dew or whatever. I pull yeah. that off. Yep. Okay. Cool. Any soda bottle cap will work with it. Um, and we sell new caps and stuff like that. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, the whole point of it was I, I drank too much soda. So I had bottle caps and I, <laughs> <laughs> I was already using them and I was, and, and that's where it, it came to this. Let's just make something that we, you know, all have. And even the people who stop by, oh, I don't drink soda. Um, like, yeah, but okay. But have a Dasani, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you can just any sort of bottle cap right on. Um, so it gives you that access around um, the base of your miniature. Um, and that just unscrews. So even if you have, you know, a fresh coat of speed paint on it now or express color or whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you use in contrast, um, you, you don't have to touch the miniature or anything. Mm-hmm. You just lift it off by the cap. Um, and then one of the other, one of the things that actually ended up being coming a feature um, based off of me learning certain limitations uh, with injection molding was the the cavity in the middle of it. Uh, we ended up making the exact size for a wine cork. Um, so anyone who pins their miniatures and stuff like that, you can also oh yeah, a wine that's cork. very cool actually. That really appeals to me. Yes, and so and and since then we've expanded to like some custom corks we make. But the the heart of it is soda bottle caps, wine corks makes them easier to hold. Um, and then the stability bar is um, sort of that you know that extra little piece that that really ties it into you know, more than just a, a base holder. Um, and that just actually just clicks right in. Um, and that gives you your overhead pinch position. It gives you a lot of extra support. Um, so you're not, you're not like grasping the miniature or the, the holder and sure. it just lets it sort of rest there. It's got, you know, I modeled it after sort of what was comfortable for me. I'm five eleven. I have regular old size hands. Um, so it's, it's sort of, uh, it was a good, comp you know place to go and we did lots of testing with with my Uh friends who actually knew about miniature painting and didn't think it was a stupid idea um (laughs) uh yeah so there's there's different pinch positions different holding positions um you can flip the uh stability bar over and it clicks in and it becomes almost a pistol grip which gives you that full rotation it's got full rotation around your miniature as well um and that was our first campaign and and you know we did that and then we ended up the following year launching a second campaign that we added a grip, a lower wow. grip that actually clicks onto the um, base of the uh, threaded base and oh, a cool. larger stability bar. Yeah. So we have a, a 56 millimeter bar and a 76 millimeter bar to give you sort of the options around your miniature, uh, depending on the size of them. Sure. Sure. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, so that was, so, so you kind of did some, some um, additions for that, that piece, but you've done some stuff like a wet palette, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the wet palette was uh the exemplar wet palette was our uh, fourth campaign. So we did the second hobby holder. Then we did um, some cool uh, paint organizers. And then the de- the exemplar was the next like um, real manufactured product. And yeah. this is sort of where we took, you know, everything that we liked about the, the whole aspect of a wet palette um, and the functionality um, that was missing in everything, you know, all the way back to the Masterson palettes that have been around for years and years and years, uh, you know, up to Army Painter, Redgrass, all these things, and and really listening to our community, our painters. Um, you know, we we have thirty plus thousand people using our stuff now, yeah. um, and just really listening to that feedback, and you know, adding actual locks, adding a replaceable silicone seal. Um, it, the breast storage and mixing tray built into the lid phone stand, like just all these little things that you don't really think of. But their the, quality of life changes, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Even like we, uh, the exemplar was the first palette to have a, uh, an air vent on the top, uh, which is crazy. I mean, it's, it's a, 
big moist box and you want uh, oh gosh i don't <laughs> delete <Yeah>. that part <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so just adding those little things to like we all live in uh in in different climates and our painting areas are different and you know i'm in you know east coast maryland middle of the kind you know middle of the the uh coast there and i have a different painting environment than someone in texas or in spain or in australia and and adding things that can you know sort of even the playing field for all of us you know and and get that really good functionality um and just and and down to like the the supplies like our the sponges that we chose and that we worked with um they're really great they're sort of weird they're it's a very light but when you put it water it almost turns to like a gel feel which is it's really cool yeah um and then you know we you know all this talk about the paper and you have the masterson paper you have the red grass the new paper and and going back to something that uh you sort of we all know about with palettes with that parchment so creating a, a a strong parchment blend that really gave us the you know the feeling that we're used to you know but increasing sort of like the the moisture control and the thickness and stuff like that so it just makes makes everything a little bit easier and and making a product that a palette that's accessible and easy to use you know again from the lowliest beginner painter or you know the guy who does it on and off throughout the years like myself and yeah yeah <laughs> uh up to you know we have uh we have golden demon winners and and professional painters all over the world using the stuff so yeah, you've got a reputation for sure. I've heard I've heard your stuff for some time now. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And then and then you you got actually producing your own brushes. Yeah. That's that's exciting to me. You know, I always think I always think about you know what do I want out of a brush and mm-hmm. um, it's uh you, you've done a you've done a synthetic set and a, a sable set. Yeah. So our our original sable set, the artist's arsenal, was actually our uh our first brush set, and we've been those have been our uh. I'm trying to think. Those were the that was pre-COVID, so 2020. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 2019. Um, and that that's a set that that's that's your um, that's your professional brush. That's your um, that's that's our that's sort of our gold standard for the sable brush. Um, you know, but like all sable brushes, there is that that price. Uh, barrier you know for someone who's wanting to get into to the that and so we were like all right well you know what do we want out of a you know we have the our sable brushes are you know we hear so much good stuff about them we ended up using our samples for about a year before we put them on the uh uh on the market and uh, we were still using the brushes from a year ago so with you know good care they're going to last a long time (laughs) yeah Um, but like you know like we all know those it comes with that price barrier. So creating the synthetic set, um, finding a, a, a really good manufacturer for those. And um, it's the, the phalanx uh, is the, say is the um, sort of our other brush set series. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have like a variable uh, diameter nylon bristle. So it sort of gives you a little bit of that feel of the natural hair, but yeah. you know, more of that, I don't really care if I kill this brush, but it's going to, sure. it's going to hold up and, and, and things like that. They're workhorse brushes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things we did is when we, um, 
launched. So it's the the first synthetic set we did was the five piece set, which has a range of sizes. Um, but then in addition to that, we just did um, uh, bundles of size number one because it's like uh, that's what we're all. <laughs> that's what oh we're yeah, doing. no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you you so, probably just sold me a set from this conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and then we have some some cool stuff coming up um, with that line as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. Yeah. This is, you know, I was, we were talking, um, before, and this is sort of that, uh, first sort of we're telling anyone about this. Um, but, uh, we're sort of expanding the phalanx, uh, line itself, um, away from just synthetic and more of our, um, uh, not entry level, but, um, I, again, I'm still working on the wording for it, but we're going to have it. We're going to be doing a Kickstarter here, um, next month, hopefully, um, and, uh, but just sort of a, a good go-to brush, uh, series, um, that isn't going to break the bank, but it's going to perform well. And it's, you know, it's going to help you paint your miniatures. Um, so this in the phalanx is going to become a full line of brushes. Um, the phalanx synth will be the synthetic brushes. Um, the phalanx, uh, select will be a new version of sable brushes, uh, that falls in line with the phalanx, um, sort of thought process uh and then the uh phalanx speed um and that's going to be uh dry brushes um so with the kickstarter you're going to be able to you know among other things that are going to be on there we're going to have sort of um, starter sets um that will have a, a sample of everything to give you a range to try out and to use um and honestly with uh, the three brushes that are going to be included uh you're going to be able to paint anything you want very cool. Yeah. So um, you were saying uh, that um, the the new sable select or the, the select was that the, what the um, the sables yeah. are going to be called? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That does fall in line with the, the philosophy behind the phalanx stuff. So what is that philosophy? Um, quality without breaking the bank. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I we we you know we we you know I, you don't want to use the word cheap, um, but it's you know. We, we, we're all spending our money on models. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so creating a set where, um, you know, all the time it shows, we have people coming up and saying, you know, what are the, what's the difference between these two brushes, the artist arsenal and the, the phalanx series. And we're like, well, you know, these are synthetic, these are, uh, sable. And they're like, oh, I don't know what that means. Um, and you tell them the price and they're like, oh, okay, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the synthetic then. Um, sure. <laughs> but being able to offer an option that we've, you know, taken the care and um, made it more of an accessible uh, brush for people to get into and, 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 you know, it'll expand to a full, uh, full size set. Um, but it's, it's really that quality without breaking the bank. Um, yeah. It might not have the same longevity as a brush that's, two or three times its price. Um, but it's, it's going to get you into painting with natural hair and, uh -huh. and, and learning how to use them. I mean, the, the, you know, with the, with the different flex and all that kind of stuff. So sure. Yeah. Uh, that makes total sense. So, so if, if I can ask, you know, how yeah. do you go about, um, sourcing the sable and, and finding an inexpensive way to create a sable brush, which historically has been, as you said, a, a sort of a top of the line purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we source it through our manufacturer um, that makes the Phalanx set. Um, so we were originally we were talking uh, to them about, um, you know, I, I'm taking our Phalanx or our um, Artist Arsenal brushes and I'm measuring, um, 
you know, I have my calipers sitting on my desk at all time and I'm measuring the width of the belly and the, the length and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, sort of going back to, um, it, it, different, uh, production styles and things like that. So, um, the ferrule material is going to, is, uh, uh, instead of doing, um, copper for these, it's brass. Um, so finding little ways that aren't going to affect the, um, the quality, but affect the price. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So just, yeah. And using, you know, rather than using, um, uh, like our, not proprietary, but like our feral style and stuff like that, using things that they've already tried and tested and uh-huh. sort of customizing basically how nice and how much hair, you know, what the hairs are like and what the shapes are like, uh, and, and the bristle count and that kind of stuff. Um, while saying, you know, it doesn't have, the whole thing doesn't have to be made out of mahogany kind of thing. Right. So. <laughs> That's for, so, uh, speaking of that, the brush handles, will they, will they be wood? Will they be plastic? Uh, they're wood. Yeah. So they're they all, yeah, all of our, um, all of our brush handles are wood with a lacquer. Uh, the phalanx are blue. The, um, select is, uh, black and then the speed is, uh, gray. So you, but, you know, even if they're just on your desk, you'll be able to really easily tell them apart. Um, and one of the things that we did with the, the speed, you know, a dry brush is a dry brush is a dry brush. You know, you can say that, um, but we ended up doing a full length handle on our dry brush just, you know, so you can get a little bit of more of that control. We're all, we're uh-huh. all used to, we're all used to using a full length brush. So it's, you know, why is our dry brush shorter? You know, I right. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, that was one of the things that we sort of did with, uh, with that, uh, you know, make it a little bit easier to use. That's cool. So, um, so your, your speed line, the, the dry brushes, what style of dry brush are they? Are they, uh, traditional dry brushes? Are they more like the, the kind of makeup stuff that's coming into, into favor these days? Or? Uh, yeah, there it's a natural hair, uh, dome dry brush. Um, so it's, uh, dome, that's the word for it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the, I, I don't like the, chip or whatever the flat one is yeah it's a it's a just the dome style cool yeah um tell me and about those like I, I think some of our people listening probably experienced them themselves but it is sort of a new development the last few years in, in miniatures painting so mm-hmm. uh, what are the advantages of that that, that dome rounded um, makeup brush style shape it just it it's it holds on to a very small amount of paint in sort of a wide surface area um and with that you know larger diameter you're going to get a a lot more quick coverage you're not going to have to put a lot of pressure down um so you can really just hit those hit those highlights um and you know we chose um the the hair that we chose um is a little bit uh thicker it's um without you know it's still soft um but it's going to be a lot more durable in the long run so you know with dry brushing you going back and forth back and forth back and forth over and over again and quickly wears that brush out so finding uh finding a bristle that would hold up, um, to that was sort of, that, that was a little bit of a discussion of figuring out something, but also figuring out something that's not, uh, too harmful, um, just in general to animals and everything like that. How so? Uh, just the, the type of the, the harvesting method and stuff like that. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that's challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how you wrestle a weasel for its hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sable <laughs> yeah um no that's, that's cool so you know I, i've done a little bit of the the, the modern rubber stuff myself and i find you, you can almost blend with it can't you yeah oh absolutely yeah there's there's um 
yeah, there's so many techniques out there and, and I'm, I'm not up on, on everything, but yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of videos, uh, lately with just sort of go, more going into that. Um, you know, especially with, uh, like, I feel like, uh, when artists Opus released their dry brushes and, you know, followed by, you know, army painter just recently did their masterclass brushes. Yeah. Um, there's just been a lot more options for it. We're not all just going to, um, the makeup island grabbing a, uh, an right. elf or an elf or whatever that brand is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that's what I had before. So <laughs> no, it, it's, 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 I think it's one of the more exciting things in the hobby the last few years, because, you know, until really maybe three years ago, that's when I feel like I started seeing them along. Sure people were doing them for, for some time before that, but um, mm. that's kind of when it sort of break into the, the wider acceptance but really, if you're talking about dry brushing, we're talking about, you know, a, a hard, uh, sharp-edged bristle brush that, you know, could do the job, but what often you would end up taking paint off your miniature. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so given that more, like, cushion feel, I mean, I mean, just think about what sort of they came from. That dome brush is a makeup brush, and you're doing, you know, soft coatings on soft skin. So being able to, like, keep that, you know, where you needed it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's very cool. So uh, you mentioned that this was sort of uh, you were explaining like so what sizes will be available as part of the Kickstarter um, in, in the, each of the lines. So the the Phalanx Squad um, is going to be the um, the set that is going to be included with um, the uh, the other items in the Kickstarter, um, and it's uh, a, a two zero synthetic, um, a number two uh, sable, and then just a small. Uh, I think it's uh, six millimeter. Um, uh, dry brush. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's, that's the set. And then, you know, we do have, uh, the full, um, the phalanx synth line is already, uh, built out. Uh, and that has a, oh gosh, I, it's my product and I don't even remember, uh, <laughs> five zero up to a number three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just giving you a wide, uh, a wide range. Uh, so was that, was that a five zero? Yes, a five zero up to a number three is. Wow, uh, that's a that's pretty that's a pretty tiny brush. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know, it's it's interesting. That's one of those things that, um, you know, we we end up using that one, but it's nice because of it's nice to have those brushes, and especially someone um, who might not um, be have used a lot of range of brushes, being able to go through and have a good set to show the range of brushes um, yeah. that are out there. Uh, and then letting them sort of narrow it down after that and offering being like, you know, the number one's where you're going to want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not pushing those, but it's, 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 it's funny how, you know, you know, we get sets ordered and sets ordered and then we're like, yo, yeah, our, we always get more ones and twos because yeah. it's what it is. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, it, it's, it's funny, you know, um, it's nice to have those really tiny brushes. Now, you know, I have, I have a few from a few different lines myself, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, and I do turn to them every once in a while, but they have yeah. for such specific uses, right. It's for like, you know, putting putting pupils on very recessed eyeballs right Absolutely, like you know yeah. it, it's very like you know i use those things maybe 10 times a year yeah um and but it's good to have but you know it's, it's i think years ago i had um i think it was matt dipietro who was on the podcast and i was talking to him about uh, his his choices in brushes and i was like you know what's the smallest brush you like he's like you know i, I really it's a number one because after a certain point those points don't get any smaller yeah, right. Like, <laughs> just using the tip. Yeah, and a lot in the, oh. and holding a lot in the belly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, 
it, it's true though. It, it is good to have those very tiny brushes because they do have their place, but they are very specialized. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I teach people how to paint or whatever, they're always like, you know, so I didn't get the small brush. I'm like, don't, don't get a tiny brush. Like they're really like, hard to use. I'm gonna paint this entire front of this miniature with four bristles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like yeah, you you do want the tiny brush eventually, and yeah, you're you're gonna want to paint eyeballs or God knows what else, but like learning how to like get enough paint mm. and do it fast enough so that paint doesn't dry on your two bristles. Like that's work. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's one of the hardest lessons I think in the hobby. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's what it is. You're how many times I've gone for a pupil and just been like, Nope, not there anymore. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's dry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's tough, especially when you're doing it in the summer. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's where your wet palette comes in, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thins it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So yeah. you, you, you've got a real um, line of hobby products at this point, you know, on a level that I don't think there's really that many companies out there that do in the miniatures gaming industry. Um, so you know, I guess one of my questions is, you know, is, is Game Envy is the name of your company um, and your product lines and stuff? What's why is that? Does does that tie into what we're seeing with your your line somehow, or is it just a cool name? Um, I mean, it it started out uh, with you know, our products and, you know, what people are accomplishing with them are going to give, uh, you, you know, make some people a little envious of you. Okay. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's sort of a play on words cause it's like board games, but also like your paint game and your, your, your hobby game and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's sort of where the, uh, you know, where it, where it came from. And, and since, you know, the, the hobby holder is still, you know, fantastic and it, it you know it's it's where we started we sort of changed um the tagline is still on the the old tagline is still on the site but we changed it from the hobby holder plus unique hobby accessories to um innovative uh hobby accessories to so sort of painting innovative painting and hobby accessories um, because cool. that's sort of what we're all about doing here um you know making making things that uh, we can really really focus on and using that you know passion or sickness i have for uh yeah <laughs> for, for, for tweaking things to death uh -huh. um you know yeah it's it's been one of the the learning to work with different manufacturers um and, and building a relationship where they know that uh, you know i'm not i i love what we did uh, but that little edge needs to be round instead of sharp and right. the 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 water you know the rock slide of changes that 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 comes along with that yeah, absolutely <laughs> so uh these days is game envy still mostly you do you have employees or co-workers or co-owners like what's, what's the company like yeah so um until uh last november game envy was myself and you know my wife and and when kickstarters rolled around family and friends sure. um and and i think it'll always sort of be that when kickstarters roll around just because of uh the we do all our own filament and everything like that so um but uh last november i was able to hire um an office manager uh derek um who uh i've known uh for uh, 15 uh yeah 15 18 years now wow. um uh, and he you know we've sort of in the same mindset of um we can make this work and we can fix that. And he's been a real asset to the team um, just from day to day uh, helping with uh, order fulfillment and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, stepping in photo shoots. Um, he's a photographer and he's also has a graphic design background. Um, so really having 
having him on the team uh, has helped us, you know, help, honestly, it's helped myself, helped me a lot um, having um, someone right there to, to, to ping things off of. Um, but another, you know, you know, I say this, you know, in sort of a sappy way, but I mean, the painters and the people that we support and that work with us, uh, they're, they're so int- integral to, to Game Envy um, because I can't, you know, I couldn't in, in good conscience release a product that, uh, you know, a whole slew of painters ha- hadn't tried and, and really um, embraced and, yeah. and, and without listening to what they have to say. Um, so we have a, we have a really big network of um, uh, painters that we work with uh, and you know, that's sort of, but yeah, I mean, in terms of people who get paid, it's, it's me and uh, Derek. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny where it shows and, and, and we'll be talking to someone like about, you know, our desk was our paint organizers or the palette. And they'll be like, you know, we'll joke about the palette. We were like, I think a month and a half, two months late um, on fulfillment, but not on, that was to the end of fulfillment. Fulfillment started when we thought it would, but just the length of it. And yeah. like, we'll, we'll joke, be like, oh, they'll be like, oh, I got this on the Kickstarter. And we're like, oh, when'd you get it? And they'll be like, oh, it took a little while. I was like, oh yeah, all right. Well, you know, we, we, we're, it's just two of us doing what we can. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was actually the um, uh, the Kickstarter, the Wet Palette Kickstarter is sort of what um, brought us to the point where I was like, we need to bring someone else on. Um, my sister, uh, younger sister, had been interning with the company for two years uh, during the summer, and she worked. She was actually working um, during COVID because her school was, uh, her college was at home at the time. Um, so. But when she went back to school, I was like, I had to sit down with my wife and I was like, you know, we're, we're preparing for a convention. We have the store orders. We have the Kickstarter orders. And I was like, I, I think we have to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it was, it was, it felt really good because I, um, I hired him away from my old boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I love my old boss, but, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was, uh, bringing someone out of um, uh, bringing someone into this, you know, do it yourself mentality, um, which, you know, there's a whole slew of us um, who are smaller companies really taking on the com- the industry uh, and the hobby uh, in terms of making products that, um, that aren't out there, whether it's, you know, tools or paints, uh, you know, or miniatures and, and, embracing that there's there's better ways to do things or just different ways to do things mm-hmm. um and really opening up that innovation uh and, and uh, like technology's really helped with that um you know and you know at least for myself with um with manufacturing and and prototyping um the dis- oh man sorry if, if i'm talking too much <laughs> no man you're, you're here to talk though this is all I, was, I was talking about um you know one of the things we did after we got the uh the first campaign is we ended up getting a, a the only resin printer available at the time really was the uh the form labs um and form two and after printing you know upping our sort of prototyping game and then the discovery of prototyping resin and the fact that i can run like four or five prototypes a day in like 40 minutes each you know is really you know it's, it's not really sped up the process um per se, because then I like make more iterations of products. (laughs) Um, But just, you know, those, those, um, 
the tools and and yeah we've we we've had our our share of um you know the hobby holder is patented and we've had our fair share of uh issues you know with copies and stuff like that um and and it's sort of with this, you know, with a, with a plastic product or really any product now, you're going to, you're going to have to sort of like tread that line of, I don't want to be, you know, a turd about this, but you know, you know, this literally is like, I spent years working on this kind of thing. Um, but the, the asset that, that the technology and the tools and 3d printing and, and has brought, um, and laser cutting. I mean, we have, we run laser cutters now for bases in our paint racks. Um, and just being able to really quickly maneuver um, products that you would have to wait months for before. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Um, so uh, as far as like, you know, I don't want to talk about kids who commit to specifically your plan for the future, but do you, do you have a long-term plan for Game Envy at this point? You know, do you see yourself continuing to expand beyond brushes or more brushes or, you know, or is there, is there a point where you're going to be like, you know what, I think I've got enough? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're already sort of like, um, like our next Kickstarter is, is, um, is more than just is sort of going outside. It's, it's expanding something that we already do, but also sort of, um, growing more products. Um, we have, you know, we've had our pop-up brands cup for a year now and we, you know, we listened to some feedback, we changed some things we didn't like, and we ended up creating an entire new mold for that. Um, uh, which, you know, that's been a really great product and people who have uh, been using it. It's great for taking, you know, paint and takes all that kind of stuff uh, and really creating something that um, is better. Uh, and then our brush scrubber um, that we're releasing um, it's weighted. It's just something where you can drop in any cup um, and gives you that extra friction on your brushes to clean them. That's Doing, cool. Yeah. Just making, making things that are going to uh, again, make it easier, but also, um, improving things that no one's thought about improving. Um, I'm always, always looking at how things can be better, uh, in my own work. Um, not in, in a bad way, but just like, you know, how can we improve this? Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I've had this discussion uh, with my dad, um, where we're like, he's, you know, people have asked him, Oh, when are you going to retire? And he's like, um, I, when I die, like I, I, yeah. I do. <laughs> and, and, you know, if I've had the same thing where it's like, you know, even if I, even if I won the lotto, I, I don't think I would stop, um, you know, doing this because it's, it, yeah, it's a business and it's, you know, how I, you know, pay for school and, and, and food and that kind of stuff. But it's also, it's a passion now. Um, yeah. it's something that I did for fun and, uh, and has grown into this, but also just the, conversations I've had with people at conventions who come up and, you know, talking about the hobby holder and how, you know, they, after they had, you know, a seizure, they couldn't paint anymore and being able to like create the stability and, and accessibility issues and which, you know, I don't advertise as, but, you know, I still get those, those people coming up and talking to yeah. me and, and just people who have never painted before and, you know, come back from a paint and take and are just like, I love this. I need to get all this stuff. And, and sure. And not selling them everything because, you know, they're not good. You know, they, they just, they painted one miniature. They don't need a wet palette. Right. I mean, yeah. They, so, and, and so I, th- just every little bit of that. Um, yeah. It's a passion uh, for me uh, just to make this space 
better uh, and and make it more fun and get people playing more games. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super admirable. Okay, I really respect everything you just said. I guess that's a great set of goals to have, not just as a as a you know a person, but as a business too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Cool. Well, Kit, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, if you're listening, go to gameenvy.net. There'll be links to this in the show notes. And uh, keep an eye out on Kickstarter uh, next month. February is what we're talking about. That's what I'm hoping. February 2023. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, let's let's, let's not hold the poor yes. guy to it because yes. we all know how Kickstarter <laughs> planning goes. But uh, we'll hope to see it there. And uh, are you any upcoming conventions this year? Uh, yeah, we're actually... Um, so we're going to... We actually will have some product uh, at LVO. We're not going to be there. Um, but... Um, uh, Creature Caster and Turbo Dark will be there with some of our stuff. Um, we will be at Adepticon, Gen Con, Nova, Open, and PAX Unplugged again. Awesome. So, well, yeah. I will see you at Adepticon for awesome. sure. Awesome. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to chat. Absolutely. Cool. Well, again, thanks so much, Kit. Uh, check If you're listening, check out the website or check out the show notes for uh, everything about Game Envy. And uh, Kit, I'll talk to you soon. And best of luck with the Kickstarter. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Brush Builders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures gamers dedicated to playing their games fully painted and supporting one another in their craft. Brush Builders Union is here to help you stay on track with tools and a community of fellow painters to encourage you in your journey. Take the Union Pledge and learn more at brushbuildersunion.com. Mm-hmm.